nights when one drink with the girls turns into a bottle, but you need your car for brunch the next day. There's pickup. Or at Friday work drinks, where you don't want to leave your car with expensive tools at the pub. There's pickup. Don't miss out on the fun. Get a pickup. Simply book on our app, and we'll pick you up to drive you and your car home. Two drivers arrive, one drives you home in your car, and the other driver follows. Download the pickup app today. That's PKUP, and wake up worry free. Hi, I'm Jack LeBrock. Hi, I'm David Reynolds. You're listening to Inside Supercars. From the racetracks across Australia, and here's Inside Supercars. Welcome to Inside Supercars. Tony Whitlock and Craig Ravel. It's Post Townsville. And coming up on this week's show, we've got Steve Chopping. And because the hot topic at the moment is the British Grand Prix, the penalty given to Lewis Hamilton, and all that involves. And Steve Chopping has a wonderful history as a steward in Australian motorsport, and he'll give us his views on how that all happened. Second week of uh, racing in Townsville, Craig, and uh, yet another interesting weekend. Far more... uh, spread out shall we say because the uh, winning was done by others we had tim edwards on the show last week he was saying we're relishing the challenge we wanted to go back there and turn their misfortune of townsville one around and that's exactly what they did cameron waters taking race 17 and race 19 of the three races with it only being split by the usual suspects shane van gisbergen winning race 18 jamie wincup in second place and that fascinating thing where they showed themselves that their engineering excellent came to the fore because they did something that was not unexpected but well i, I suppose in some ways it was just a, a great surprise and very pleasant surprise to see that they turned the 30 second deficit around from the previous weekend that they had had in race 15 of the weekend um, the first of the 250k races to now where where they had speed in both qualifying and in the races and the best thing about the fact that cam won that race 19 not just the fact he won it but the fact that who was on his tail and he didn't lose it he kept that race win and it was a wonderful piece of driving and if you didn't fall in love with supercars before that was some great driving with no banging no pushing and it really was fantastic to watch. I'm sure you would agree. I would indeed. And we can hear from Cam Waters when he was asked about, was this his best ever race win? Uh, yes, yeah, obviously pretty high. So um, had an awesome battle with Shane and you know, we're attacking the whole race. So um, yeah, absolutely awesome afternoon. We uh, detuned her this morning and we tuned her back up for the last race. <laughs> I just placed the car in all the right spots and just hoped that he would, you know, burn his tyres up in the, in the process and I was just counting down the laps until Will got in on the action as well. So, um, yeah, I saw him closing the gap and, yeah, from that point on, I probably did enough, I guess, to cook his tyres and, and stay in front. Now, on the back of that, Tony, Shane Van Gisbergen spoke about the technique that Cam used to ensure he got the win, which, he, as you hear in this quote, was exactly what he did in race number two to make sure he kept Jamie behind him. As I said earlier, like he put the car in the right spots and defended until my tyres got hot. But yeah, like you just, there's guys in the field you can trust and guys you can't. Like 
had yesterday at the last corner, you know, a couple of incidents. One was sort of my fault and the other one, someone turned in like I wasn't even there, you know, and did the same to Cam and he gave it up earlier. And then in that one, he knew it was still time to fight, you know, and you can go side by side with someone like that. And it's just an awesome race. Like I saw, uh, I give him the thumbs up down the straight and I didn't see it at the time, but I seen on TV, he gave it back. Like it was, um, it was cool fun. Like you just, you know, coming second is never that good, but when you do it after a battle like that, it's, um, it's pretty cool. But, um... And one of the things that really marked things out from that was when you saw Shane come up to Cam to congratulate him after that Race 19 win. It was really wonderful to see because, as you and I both know, Shane loves racing. He doesn't have to win to enjoy it. And that's the thing that marked him down probably as one of the great, certainly one of the greats of New Zealand racing, but one of the greats of our racing as well. It's that love of competing, not just winning. It's not just about being first on the road. It's about competing and doing it. I just thought it was so wonderful to see Shade's ob obvious exuberance and pleasure in racing with Cam. Mm. Yeah, and he and he's a racer. He's shown a, a lot of amazing uh, racecraft over a whole bunch of different race cars. It is fascinating just to see how much of a, a race fan he is at heart as well. Chaz Mostert, he turned around a poor weekend as well last weekend with a solid performance in two out of the three races at least. Super tough week last week for the whole team and then even practice today to, to first part of qual, it's been a, an emotional roller coaster from this morning to the, this afternoon. So um, great to repay our guys and, and girls at WAU with a, with a trophy today. Probably lucked into it today, but to, to turn a car that was struggling to get into the top 10 in the race result last week to probably a clear top five pace car and today was um, was big turnaround. It, you're right, and so did the Brad Jones guys. And it was particularly wonderful to see Todd Hazelwood uh, come up with a fourth place, I think it was, in race 19. Um, just great to see because uh, it was uh, that turnaround that showed that engineers hard at work with drivers sorting out as to how they're going to go about getting more speed. So that was wonderful to see. Obviously, Triple Eight still had a great weekend and hauled a mountain of points, but uh, there were those that sort of pegged them back a little bit and great to see. Um, it's been a fascinating week of motorsport because the biggest thing that happened this week was, of course, the British Grand Prix in world motorsport. Now, it was big for some of some of the not-so-great reasons. And uh, one of those was the fact that uh, uh, Lewis Hamilton, a seven-times World Formula One champion, and Mark Verstappen, who is not a champion, but is clearly on his way sometime soon to be getting one, came together in lap one, turn one, not turn one, but uh, lap one anyway, of the British Grand Prix, and there was a amazing kerfuffle after it. Um, your feelings on, uh, Craig, what, what transpired in that? I thought it was a racing incident by two stubborn people that should know better that a race can't be won on lap one. Uh, I've seen a lot of analysis. I've spoken to a bunch of people. Most people are laying the blame at the foot of Lewis. I've gone. Both were complicit in it. However, Lewis caused the red flag and so... 
I thought a penalty uh, being applied to him in that instance was appropriate. Now, maybe that's just my Speedway background coming out in me, but I, uh, I thought, really, it was two races going hard, both being pig-headed about their positions, and they came together. Surprise, surprise. It happens in motor racing. What was great was no driver got injured, and it certainly made for an interesting last lap of the Grand Prix uh, when Lewis was able to uh, come back from his time penalty and the repairs to the damaged car, which happened under the red flag, and win the race. Now, what has transpired during the red flag and post-race has been extremely interesting and, and particularly with the social media stuff, very disappointing. Good thing is that uh, as a result of that, we've been able to get hold of Steve Chopping, who was for many years a steward in Australian motor racing and supercars, and um, for some years as a Grand Prix steward. He was involved in both the Australian Grand Prix, and in one particular year that I well remember, he was a steward on the infamous uh, moment when uh, Lewis Hamilton was uh, found guilty, and uh, as a result uh, of a hearing going to the Malaysian Grand Prix, Steve Chopping went there. So Steve Chopping will be on the show, and uh, let's uh, look forward to hearing his views at a man who's on the inside of the whole world of Formula One and stewardship. Craig, it's a great sadness today in the Australian television industry in particular, because David Leckie died, and uh, (laughs) it's a bit of a concern for me. He's the same age as I am. Fortunately, I'm still kicking, but anyway. Um, now, David Leckie was the head of Channel 9 for many years and had a big impact on supercars because he brought supercars back to Channel 7 after a some years away at Channel 10. And you got an interview with uh, David that you had with him in 2008. So tell us a little bit about your involvement there. Yeah, I spoke to David Leckie at the launch of the Sydney 400 at Homebush. And, well, it was the second year of that seven supercars deal. And as you'll hear from this interview, he was talking up supercars in a very big way and what it brought to the seven network. Well, David Leckie, we're in the second year of uh, seven's deal. How have you seen the V8 supercars complementing your programming? Oh, I think it's... It's fantastic for us and um, what, why we deliberately went about getting the AFL and the V8s is that we want to have uh, more men watching our, our network and I think we've achieved that and we're very proud of the coverage, um, we're very proud of the commentators and, and overall very happy. How the deal's going to go into the future, is there going yeah. to be a lot of tweaking with the programming? Fair for years to go right now um, and I think the, the whole thing about today, which is so fantastic, it's so fantastic. We, we always thought we had a chance uh, of doing a street race. We always thought we had a chance of doing better than maybe the VRs were doing before. And, you know, and the one thing I do, and I seriously, I, I, I can't do a manual car. I don't know anything about cars. But one thing I do understand is the incredible enthusiasm for this sport. And going down to see the Clipsal, going down to see Philip Island, going to see Bathurst, 
I knew how big it was and we were trying to grow it and I think today it's really important. <laughs> There's been one criticism coming from various sectors that the cross promotion that was being promised and what we started to see in year one isn't continuing on now oh, in year I don't two. agree with that. Full stop, I don't agree. I think Channel 7 promotes it better than anything I've ever seen. We've got a program called Sunrise that pretty much uh, devotes itself to doing it. I don't agree. And all in all, who's going to win Bathurst? <laughs> oh, very good question. Who's going to win Bathurst, Simon? Oh, there you go. That's from Simon Francis. I wouldn't know. I'm going to be there and I'm so excited about it. Uh, just one of those quintessential Australian days, you know. It's just, just one of those days you get up for and it's fantastic. After football, we're going to that. Now we've got this uh, in December 2009. Uh, you know, I think it's going to be so great for V8s. I really do. I wish you all the best with it. Thanks. So David Leckie, he was a big man in stature, as you would well know, as well as having a, a, a huge industry um, presence and he is uh, succeeded by his wife Sky, Tim, Harry and Ben his children and our thoughts to go out to friends and family because he was known particularly to the uh, supercar paddock and, and certainly management at supercars have a lot to appreciate what David Leckie had done for the sport. And more than likely Craig he had a fairly large role in James Warburton getting back to be head of Channel 7 as he is now. Stay with us on Inside Supercars, Tony Whitlock and Craig Ravel, and we're joined by Steve Chopping in part two of this week's show. Inside Supercars is produced by Thunder Media. Tune in next time for more, or lock in the podcast on your iTunes or mobile device. Search Inside Supercars. The views expressed on Inside Supercars, including the panellists and guests, do not reflect the views of the network, Thunder Media or Sport Radio. Any publication or rebroadcast of the show without the expressed written permission of Thunder Media is strictly prohibited.